This episode of Little Bit of Life podcast is sponsored by Milanova. Milanova was started by two Guatemalan American brothers, Saul and Eric, who are on a mission to build stronger relationships between pets and their parents. Saul is an MIT and Stanford engineering graduate, and Eric is a rocket scientist helping astronauts reach the moon and Mars. Together, they use their engineering background and experience fostering dozens of dogs to invent products that are meant to be enjoyed by pets and humans alike. They have developed a hand puppet. Yes, you heard that right. A hand puppet for dogs. It has padding and it helps for playtime protection. It looks like a squirrel and it helps bond with your dog in a new way through interactive play. You can use it to stop that puppy biting, for roughhousing, play fighting, wrestling, or training and socialization. I am obsessed with this Milanova squirrel toy. I have bonded so well with this and it's become a new way of communicating with my French bulldog. I had to find a way to stop that puppy biting while still allowing that sense of communication and socialization and that bonding of playtime with him. Trust me, I said all of those trigger words, no, off, leave it, but I felt like he just wasn't understanding. He wanted to play with me, but I could not stand getting those puppy bites, those sharp teeth. I was not communicating with my dog in a healthy way. That is until the Milanova squirrel showed up at our door. It has now beat every single toy here in this house. It is his go-to. He loves it. And my senior dog, who's 12, absolutely loves to not only watch us play, but she's learned to socialize with us and bond with us. And she loves grabbing onto it and having fun in her own unique way. This is an amazing, amazing toy that allows you to communicate between you and your pet, but still allowing them to have that rough house, to have that play fighting and wrestling, and they're having fun, but with that essential boundary, especially in keeping that bond with you. Make sure you order today at www.milanova.com. And I am so excited to feature them in today's episode. And use the code LITTLE for 15% off of your order today. Welcome to Little Bit of Life Podcast. I'm your host, Tabitha, better known as Little on social media. A lot of you may know me from social media, but Little is shown off the apps. This podcast is dedicated to having the real, raw, and occasional chats on topics of what we seem to think but don't say. Special guests will join in that have impacted me along the way. Very little is left off limits. Enjoy on your favorite streaming platform, watch live videos of interviews on YouTube, and let's dive into some topics together. Hey guys, welcome into another episode, Little Bit of Life Podcast here with your host, Little. As you could hear in the sponsor, as well as with my guest today, the topic is communication. It is something that we all could be better at, whether it's with our pets, with our spouses, with our children, or with those that we interact with on a daily basis. I am sure you've listened and you probably are agreeing that when you're talking to your spouse, even someone that you work with, especially with your children, you'll ask those questions. Hey, how was your day? Hey, what's wrong? How are you feeling? And you always get those short responses back. Fine, nothing, I don't know. 
Sarah and her son Remington are on today's episode. And just as a cautionary precaution, he is a minor and we did get approval from his mother, Sarah, during the video as well as approval for posting this episode podcast. She has what is called the six question game. And it's something that is really changing their household. And since recording this episode, it's changing mine. And I wanted to share this very special episode with you and interact with this episode in your own household. See if it helps you learn to communicate a little bit better and really open up your mind and your household on feelings and as well as with yourself. Let's dive in and enjoy today's episode with Sarah and her son, Remington. Hey guys, welcome into another episode, a little bit of life podcast with your host, Little. I have on an amazing guest with me today. Her name is Sarah and I want her to just dive right into this episode because what she has to share is what every single one of us needs to hear, whether we're a step parent, whether we're a mom, whether we are just living our normal day-to-day life as a human and wondering where do we fit. Welcome on, Sarah. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to get on and talk to everybody. Me too. I want to talk about the baby in your life. We are diving right in. Let's go. Let's talk about it. What's it called and why are we here? So my baby, other than my amazing son, who will be joining us shortly, I hope, um, is unequaled. And unequaled is something that's just extremely important to me. It is, uh, it was a hard lesson to learn. As most of you know, like the best lessons are sometimes the hardest lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, um, a few years ago, had my heart just absolutely crushed. Um, I'm sure none of you know what that's like. And uh, essentially, someone that I cared a great deal about decided that they wanted to see someone else. And normally in that situation, you know, the the pettiness in us would be like, oh, well, I bet she's this and horrible and, and whatnot. And I just had kind of this revelation in that, you know what, I I bet she's like really pretty and I bet she's really smart and successful and talented. And I'm sure she's like a great person, but she'll never be me. Um, Mm. She'll never care about you the way I do. She'll never like be devoted to you the way I am um, because there is no one else like me. Uh, And so then the word unequaled kind of popped into my head because by definition, if you are unique and the only one, then you are unequaled. And the important thing about that is that that doesn't mean you're better than anyone else. It means that all of us are unequaled in our equalness, right? And so it kind of helped me and was a realization that not only like physically are you unique from everyone else, but your life experiences give you a different worldview and the trials you've been through and your faith and beliefs and all of those things shape you into this incredibly unique person who is unequaled. And I think like the message is for everybody, men and women, but I tend to focus more on women just because one, women are a little bit more receptive to like the touchy feely, you know, mm-hmm. emotion things, but also we're so mean to ourselves. Like it, I don't care if you were the most beautiful, like accomplished woman on earth, you're going to wake up and look in the mirror and find something negative about yourself. It's just what we do. I know so many incredible women who 
are strong and accomplished and smart and gorgeous. And like, you just stand next to them and you're like, man, they're making me look good. And (laughs) they always have something that they're unhappy with about themselves. Right. And that really kind of bothers me. And so I love just meeting people and just sharing with them that they are beautifully and wonderfully made to be exquisitely unique and are therefore unequaled by any other person. And in that right, all of our battles and trials and mountains and valleys that we face through life, they are also unequaled. Um, I was in a Bible study group one time, and at the end, you go around and you do the little prayer circle. And it really, really bothered me because the first woman was like, oh, please pray for me. You know, we've been trying to get pregnant and it's been really hard and we've been going through all these treatments. So if you can please pray that this month is the month. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the next woman was like, well, it's not as like important as trying to have a baby, but like we've been trying to buy a house for like over a year now. And like, you know, it's not as important, but if y'all can, if you can pray that, you know, we, we get approved and we find the house. And then the next woman was, well, like, it's not like as important as those things, but like my dog is sick and this is like my child. This is my baby. I've had him for years and years and years. And if you can just pray that, you know, he'll get better. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Like, that is not okay. Like your battle and what you're going through and the trial you're facing, just because it doesn't seem as bad as this person doesn't mean it's not valid in your life. Like everyone's going to have to face different battles and different trials. And it's okay that you're sad because your dog is sick. And it's okay to ask for help and be sad about that even if you don't have a terminal disease, you know, it's not a comparison. We're not trying to figure out who has the worst trial or the biggest mountain to climb. Like everything we feel is a valid feeling. And just as we are unequaled in our uniqueness, our trials and situations are all also unequaled. So we're specifically qualified to get through those. Um, So I just, it's, just bothers me so much when women downplay what they're going through because it may not look like somebody else's trial or they downplay who they are because maybe they haven't recognized their worth or potential yet. And Mm -hmm. so that's kind of the message of unequaled is just reminding everyone that that is who they are and they do have worth and they do have potential. And I'm a big proponent. Um, I'm a huge mental health advocate um, based on things that I've gone through myself and things that, you know, family members have gone through and friends. And I used to work very closely with veterans and uh, my three brothers were all in the military and most of my family members. Um, And I think that a lot of people don't realize that even small victories are victories. Mm -hmm. And we need to celebrate those. There have been days in my life where the best I could do that day was breathe. Yep. 
I was alive at the end of the day and that was the absolute best I could do. And that's a victory. Maybe you got up and took a shower and that was the best you could do that day. That's amazing. Good for Mm -hmm. you. Let's celebrate that because Mm -hmm. there are days where I could not even do that. You know, you don't have to conquer the world every single day and just be super amazing, you know, at your best, most wonderful to be proud of things that you've done. Yeah. And I think that's really important to understand that when you're going through hard times, that eating a meal is to be celebrated or drinking water or, you know, whatever it is, that's an incredible thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really try to stress that because a lot of times we don't give ourselves credit or we'll be like, oh, well, I didn't even get out of bed today and I was a failure. No, like you're still breathing. Like you didn't quit. You didn't mm-hmm. give up. Mm-hmm. So that's an incredible thing. So here is my son. recording. <laughs> Hello. So you come in. I think what you said is fantastic because I think this has come from generation upon generation. It's, you know, our parents were raised obviously by our grandparents. It was always almost keeping up with the Joneses, but it was comparing yourself to other people. It was comparing your struggles to other people, which I mean, I know growing up and my mom was raised the same. And I think it's kind of been passed down a generation of, you know, your struggles, don't complain about it because there's always somebody that has it worse. Mm-hmm. But really, we, like you said, we need to take focus on what we are dealing with individually in our lives. And that's very important to not only accept it, but realize, like you said, it's just showing up in the little moments. We are so hard on ourselves. And, you know, I like I agree. I think women are a lot harder on ourselves than men. But I think it comes with social media and comparison. Mm-hmm. And I love when you said, you know what? They're, they're not going to be like me. They're great, but they're not going to be like me. And I think we need to have that mentality of, you know, this, this woman on social media, we're, social media is a huge issue in regards to mental health. And we're always mm-hmm. comparing ourselves to other people. But I always tell listeners, remember, we're only showing the good stuff. We're only showing that good day that maybe we had a good hair day, a good makeup day, or we're taking a trip, or our child just did the most exceptional school project. We're not showing you all the glue on the floor that fell that we're upset we have to exactly. clean, how we're going to get it out of the carpet. We're not showing you of, you know, I had a terrible day or you know what, you know, I'm working at a job that I just don't feel happy in. I'm not making enough money. I'm not making ends meet. But like you said, waking up is a challenge. And so if you're listening, you're going through mental health, guess what? You did the very first challenge today that you can cross off your list. You're alive. You're Uh listening, you're breathing, your eyes are open and you have a new day. Whatever happened yesterday, it's not reoccurring into it, into today, unless you're truly allowing it to affect you that way. So I'm very excited. We have your little guy on. Hi, how are you? This is, this is my son Remington and, um, he's incredible. He's always been a huge supporter of unequaled. Um, he used to, when I um, first started, we did a TikTok platform. And so he would be on some of my TikToks with me and he's always telling me, mom, you need to do more TikToks. You need to, you know, start doing it again. And, um, he has a really incredible story. Um, I'll go ahead and tell it for him because he's not sure if he wants to talk just yet. Um, so I, um, and in the six questions that we'll get to in a little bit, the last question 
is something that I think is really important. And is what is something that you did today to make someone else feel loved or important? And I think that is a huge thing to learn to do is that it's not just about you. It's about someone else. Mm-hmm. And we have a coworker. My company's main company is in India. And we have a coworker who just moved here, but several months ago, he was really stressed out. Our company was like, we were working really hard, lots of extra hours, all of this kind of thing. And he just was having a rough day. And so Remington and I just made, I want to say it was like a little 30 second video that was just like, hey, we want you to know you're doing a great job. Um, Keep it up. Like we support you. Someone's thinking about you, you know, like 30 seconds literally took nothing out of our day. We sent it and didn't think anything else about it after that. Um, And then a couple of weeks later, our company had their yearly um, meeting where everyone in the company got together in India. And this coworker, his name is Shrog, actually shared that with the owner of the company. And the owner of the company thought it was so incredible to show an act of kindness like that, that he put a challenge out to the entire company saying that everyone should say something positive to someone at least three times a week. And he said that he was going to start using that in his life to where he would say something positive to, you know, the people who work for him or his family members or some such thing. And so, you know, he was nine at the time, a nine-year-old without even realizing it in a 30 second video, um, essentially like affected change across the world in thousands of people's lives. Um, so, you know, that's a lesson that I am so glad that he learned is that it may take half a minute of your life to say something nice and encouraging to someone and it can Mm -hmm. literally change the world and you just have no idea, you know, what the ripples or the butterfly effect will do. Um, out of that kindness. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's a pretty amazing thing. I'm pretty proud of him for that. He actually got to meet the owner of the company when he came in from India and everything. So it was, it was a pretty cool experience, but hmm. I think that's a pretty important thing. Yeah. Um, and like you were saying a minute ago, I was talking to my best friend last night and she was so upset. She's like, my apartment is so dirty. Like, yeah, like I, she's like, I'm like embarrassed by my apartment. And I'm like, Kim, like we only have a hundred percent of ourselves. That's it. That's all we have on our best day. Right. And so she is a single mom. She, um, is going to chiropractic college, um, to get her to become a chiropractor. And she goes five days a week and has finals. And last week was her finals week. And she was just studying and hustling. She is also a CrossFit coach and a massage therapist. So she's doing like all of these things. And she's making, I think she said she made like a three, 3.2, like she made a B plus and mm-hmm. like, it's just like being amazing. And yet she was still like all of these great victories that she did all of these great things she accomplished just in this week. She was, oh, I'm so embarrassed by my house. Like, I feel so bad. Like, I'm like, and I'm like, girl, like, you were focusing your energy on what needed to be taken care of at the time. Mm-hmm. You were studying. You were being a mom. You were taking time to take care of your daughter and do what needed to be done. It's okay if you have dishes in the sink. 
Yeah. Like <laughs> you're not neglecting your daughter. You're not being a bad mom. You're not doing whatever. Like now that you're done with your finals, you can breathe. One, you can sleep because she wasn't sleeping. And I was like, you can wash your dishes. It's okay. Yeah. We're like, so hard on ourselves every yes. day. Even if you're listening and you're like, well, I don't talk like that. You think like that. There is not yeah. one listener here globally that can sit and say, I don't have those thoughts. I, I'm not hard on myself. Just because you don't say them out loud does not mean they're not going on to in, in your brain. And that really mental health, you may not realize it, but maybe if you've gone through a traumatic experience or you've been in that situation, mental health and what you think and your mindset affects you physically and it affects how you are to others on the outside, which so many people don't understand. You could be bitey, you could be stressful, or you could be almost secluded. You could just feel that nobody's on your side. And those actions that you're thinking mentally can actually reflect on how you're being physically with those that are around you. And definitely, Absolutely. Remington, you're famous because I have TikTok and I have seen you on TikTok. And I think you are definitely famous by far. I think you're fantastic on there. <laughs> well, not to brag, um, but I'm going to brag because, <laughs> so victories. And I can say that this kid, he's, I'm embarrassing him. He is super <laughs> incredible. He's in the fourth grade and he was voted, um, he was nominated by his teachers to be on the student council. Wow. And then at that point decided to run for president of student council and was voted in by his peers as president of the student council. And then was, and then was awarded something called the Ambassadors Award at school, which only one student a year at each school is awarded this. It's chosen by the staff and the entire school board came to his school and presented him with this award and some crumble cookies. As Ooh, a matter of fact. my favorite, my favorite, um, hands down. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, I was like, I, no one's ever given me crumble cookies for an award. Um, but yeah, so this kid, I mean, he really is incredible. And like I said, I think he just has a great voice and he's so very caring and compassionate towards others. He is the eldest cousin and all of his younger cousins are much more energetic, we'll say, than he is. And <laughs> he just has the most patience with them and, you know, tries to help them and, and, just be the best cousin he can be. And I'm just superbly just proud of him, which getting to know him and his thoughts and understand his day is actually how we develop the six questions. We call it the question game. Um, and we have started doing that. And I think he did not like it to start with because <laughs> I made him think it three. And, um, but now I think that he's kind of at least resigned himself to it. And, uh, I think that he focuses a lot more on his day and pays attention to what is happening throughout his day and his feelings and emotions because of it. And I'm, hmm. I've seen a lot of like really good changes in development and emotional intelligence, um, develop in the short few months that we've been doing this. So it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. 
I think this is a great moment for listeners because even if you are, you're really connecting with this and you're like, you know, I'm that mom or I'm that dad or I'm that grandparent that I'm bragging about my child, but my child's so embarrassed or they sit there like, mom, can you just stop? Trust me. I had that moment. I still have that moment. I'm 37 and my mom still does that with my podcast. So you'll get used to it one day. I promise. (laughs) But even if you're sitting and you're listening and you are not a parent, the six question game is something that you can do with anyone. It is so amazing to try. I always say some, I mean, Remington, I'll agree. My, I tried it with my boyfriend and at first he said it was dumb. He didn't want to do it because I mean, he's kind of like a man child and I love him to death. But when I ask like, I, you've been gone all day. How was your day? Fine. What'd you do? I don't know. You had a good day. What made it good? I don't know. And if you're listening to this, you're like, yeah, that's my conversation with my husband, with my, you know, with my coworker, with my child. This isn't a, this is seriously hands down the best thing that you can do. It not only opens up a conversation, but it gets you into that mental capacity and that mental headspace to understand, like she said, your day, to pay attention to the little details that we may seem to just kind of lose focus of because we're so worried about what do we need to get finished? What deadlines do we have? What's for dinner? What chores do I need to get done? What tasks did I not get done from yesterday or even last week or a month ago? And you have that fear of failure where you're missing out on those little moments. So let's dive in and let's talk about what are those six questions? What is the six question game? So the six question game, I was actually driving in my car when we came up to this, uh, came up with this because I would normally, I try to call Remington on my way home from work because I've got like a seven minute commute. And at times that's the most of his attention span that I can get. (laughs) And so I would do that. And I honestly, I was so tired of what you said, like, Hey baby, like, how was your day? How was school? Oh, it was good. Well, what was good about it? Oh, you know, I played on the playground. Okay, well, that's cool. Like, I'm glad. Well, our story is that Remington actually lives with his dad. And so I don't get to see him every day unless we do FaceTime. And technology obviously has come a long way because Mm -hmm. before you wouldn't even do that. So, you know, we try to FaceTime once a day when we can. And, you know, I get him every other weekend. And so I was trying to find a better way to connect with him and to understand like really what he was going through. And so I randomly came up with these in this order and I asked him them in the same order every single day. And there's a reason why, and I didn't know this at the time of its creation, um, but I continue to do it in the exact same way every single day because of this. And I'll kind of explain as we go along. And the great thing about this is that one, it works for everybody. Like if I Uber, I ask my Uber driver these questions. Like it's amazing. (laughs) Like I'll, you know, if I go out uh, dancing or something like that, meet someone, like I'll ask complete strangers these questions. And it's amazing the response you get because there are days in our lives, lots of days probably where we go through And it seems like we don't connect to anyone. Mm -hmm. Like if you don't have like a set relationship or you're not connected with your family or your kids are out of the house, like you may go days without someone actually asking you truly like, Hey, how are you? Mm -hmm. You know? And we're so conditioned to, Hey, how are you? Oh, I'm good. Yeah. Because you're always told, well, when people ask you that, they don't really want to know. Yeah. You just want to like 
Oh, I, you know, I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for asking. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Thanks. Okay, bye. Yeah, we're just react. Um, we're reacting at that point. We just, exactly. it's almost like getting it over, getting the question out of the way and just going to the next thing because we're in this race of like, what's next? What's next? But we're not focusing on what is actually occurring. We're reacting versus acting on what's being asked of us. Exactly. So the first question that came to my mind during this was, and these are all for the day. So it's it's best if you ask them at the end of the day. And so the first question is, what is something that made you happy today? And I think that's really important. So each of these questions is something that I think we should experience every day. And so what is something that made you happy today? And the reason this is one that I start out with is because you have to be able to find happiness even in the worst of days. And you have to learn to recognize those happy moments because a lot of times if we're having a bad day or, you know, we're in a low place of our mental health, it's really hard to find anything positive Mm -hmm. about what is going on. But if you look hard enough and you train yourself well to know that you're going to answer this question at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. then you start focusing throughout the day on, oh, well, that that made me happy. And so that's something that I always want for Remington is that him to be able to find something that made him happy that day. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, do you want to answer the question right now if I ask you? Um, I'll give it a try. Okay. What is something that made you happy today, Remington? I, we've been doing the star camp thing in school mm-hmm. and I got all of my points to get the prize on Monday. Awesome. High five, dude. I'm so <laughs> proud of you. So what kind of prize are you going to get on Monday? It's like a milk. It sounds like it's a giant Sprite that comes with cherries and oh. candy. Candy. Always a win. That sounds Always pretty good to me. I would want to win that. <laughs> so that not only, like I said, you can do these questions in five minutes or you can do them in five hours. Like it just depends on what type of conversation you open up. So mm-hmm. not only do I get to know what made him happy, but I can actually explore that and be like, oh, well, what did you do to get all of your points or, yeah. you know, different things like that. Yeah. So then guys, I- you heard it. Number one, that's what we're going to work on one bit at a time. Something that made you happy today. I want you to really sit on that and really think about it. And it's okay, just especially talking about mental health. If you're going through these and it's a really difficult time for you to answer that question, it's okay. You don't need to come out extremely fast, extremely quick in order to answer that question. If it takes you a little bit, or even if you do a mismatched out of order because you just are having a difficult time, it's okay. But the first one is something that makes you happy. All right, Remington, what's number two that she always asks you? Do you remember? Number two was... What was a negative emotion? So close. That's very close. So the way I like to word it is what is something that gave you an unpleasant feeling or emotion today? And the reason I word it that way is that I truly believe that we do not have negative or bad emotions. I feel like anger is natural, sadness, anxiety, you know, depression, all of those things are very natural emotions that Mm -hmm. we have. And we usually have a very good reason or a reason to feel them. So it's not necessarily the emotion that's negative or bad. It's the way we react in that moment or in that emotion that's negative or bad. So I like to use the term unpleasant Mm -hmm. because that's just a more general thing. And that basically covers any feeling or emotion that 
is not happiness. So fear, anxiety, anger, um, discomfort, embarrassment, just any one of those things that we just don't like to feel, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're going to feel those period. I can't shield him from any of those emotions or feelings. That is something that we go through. I don't care if you're two, like Shirag's daughter is 18 months old and that girl, oh, she's got some loud emotions and (laughs) she is like really angry. And I have a nephew who's three. And I just had a talk with him yesterday about how having big emotions is okay, Mm -hmm. but we can't be mean or disrespectful when we have those big emotions, right? And so this is something that we're going to face. And I want him to be emotionally intelligent enough to recognize them. And then we talk about how to process them. So Mm -hmm. Remington, what is something that gave you an unpleasant feeling or emotion today? Hmm. When we were coming here, we were pulling up to the train tracks mm-hmm. and there was a train crossing and I thought it was going to take forever. And how did that make you feel? It was like, I was kind of worried that I'd miss it. Okay. Like the podcast. And then when the train was gone, you know, the cars were moving and just like the cars were using the shoulder lane as a lane to get past other cars. It was just annoying it was annoying so what did you do when you felt those emotions like how did you handle that in the moment it was like all right sometimes you're in a situation sometimes you gotta deal with it for a bit sometimes you have to deal with it for a bit what are some things that you do to deal with emotions like that uh sometimes i'll close my eyes and just breathe okay that's a really good one maybe just put my mind on something different or a positive way this is in this situation. Very good. Very good. This is one that he doesn't always have something for this one. He'll be like, oh, mom, I can't think of anything. So this is kind of the only question of the set that I will let him kind of get by not answering. Mm-hmm. Um, But the other ones he's kind of required to, and this, like I said, it allows me to understand things that he's struggling with in his day to day, Mm -hmm. Um, especially if something comes up multiple days in a row or multiple times in a short amount of time, then I can be like, okay, well, what are we doing to fix this? Because I've told him as much as the mama bear in me would like to fight all of his battles for him, I can't do that, but I can offer him wisdom or advice, or, hey, this is what I would do in that situation. Um, And without asking this question, I wouldn't know that he was frustrated like that. And I can tell you, dude, like when I get stopped by a train and I'm in a hurry to get somewhere, like I get really irritated and annoyed as well. Same. You see me drive, you know. (laughs) Yeah. You know, know, I have a bit of like quiet road rage. So Mm -hmm. um, that's that's the second question. Um, the third question I ask in this order, because it is, what is something that made you feel loved today? So we go from happy to your unpleasant, just kind of like the business, right? Eat the broccoli. Mm -hmm. And then we pick back up with a positive feeling of what is something that made you feel loved today? And I don't know, I'm a huge believer in the five love languages. If you don't know what that is, I, I, highly recommend it. I use it in everything. 
Um, but this has helped me learn his love language and what makes him feel most loved and how he recognizes that. And it also, if he goes, I don't know, I can't think of anything. Well, then I get to go, okay, well, we're going to fix that. We're going to fix that. I'm going to make sure that you feel loved. And I'll call his dad or his grandma and I'll be like, Hey, you need to like hug Remington or do something with him today to make him feel loved and understand. Or we'll point out, well, didn't like grandma make you a special snack today? That was her showing you that she loved you. So it's a Mm -hmm. way to teach him how to recognize when someone is trying to show love. Um, And so that's why we go with this question next. So Remington. What is something that made you feel loved today? Um, on the way here, we popped by the convenience store and Papa bought me a snack. Oh, very nice. Can you come right here for me, please? Because <laughs> you got such a handsome Gatorade mustache. And I, want, <laughs> I want everybody to see it. Love it. So <laughs> on the way in, Papa stopped at the convenience store and got you a snack. What did he get you? Uh, some pizza flavored combos. Pizza flavored combos. And you didn't save me any? No, I've got. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. So, being able to recognize that gifts or an act of service or something like that is a sign of love and a showing of love is something that is really important. And, like I said, it makes him really pay attention to how people treat him and what they do in the little things, you know, because. Grand gestures can be really nice sometimes, but you don't always get grand gestures every single day. Like you have to be able to recognize the little ways that people say that they love you. Mm-hmm. You guys know your eyeball? Yeah. <laughs> All right. And the next question, because I think this is also very, very important to do every single day, is what is something that you learned today? And it doesn't have to be anything super incredible um, or, you know, you don't have to be in college or anything like that. It could just be anything that you learned today. Um, Remington and I really like YouTube. And when we hang out, a lot of times we will switch back and forth. So he'll get to pick a video and then I get to pick a video of equal like length because he'll pick like a three hour Lego video. (laughs) And so in order to stop him from doing that, I have to threaten him that I'll watch like a three hour archaeological find video. So um, (laughs) we do that. So that's one way that we learn things. Or this year, it's been really exciting. Mr. Fourth Grader here, he actually pays attention and remembers some of the things he learns at school. Mm -hmm. And so he'll tell me about some new math that he learned, which obviously I don't understand. Um, or, you know, some such thing. He's a huge history buff. What's your favorite subject? World War II. World War II. Wow. So he's a huge history buff, loves the military. And so when I ask him what he's learned, a lot of times I'm learning something new Uh as well. And so that's something that's really fun. Right. What is something you learned today? Um, so at school we use this website called Look It, and it's like a gaming math kind of thing. And one of the different games on there, I don't think I've ever played it before, and we tried it today, and it was actually really cool. Very cool. Did you learn anything in particular on it? Did you practice your times tables or anything? No, we've been doing reading for the past two days. It was was punctuation and grammar. 
Oh, punctuation. Yes, because they're getting ready for their star test. So mm-hmm. they're taking their reading star test next week? Uh, Yes, we've got the two readings, and I think the next week we have our two math. Yeah. So getting ready for those tests. Well, very good. I'm glad that you found a really, like, fun learning thing. Yeah, we've been using it for a while, but yeah. Hmm. Very cool. And the next question that we asked, because once again, I feel like everyone should feel this every day, is what is something that made you feel important today? Because I feel like whether someone realizes it or not, they make a difference in someone's life or they are important to someone. And so I think that it's really important to be able to take the time to pause and think about how the people around them or their circumstances or their job or whatever it is mm-hmm. made them feel important. Yeah. So what is something that made you feel important today? Um, this is a hard one. <clears throat> In my class, uh, well, at, towards the end of school, I have this job. I go and do and it's setting up all the stuff for when we leave the school and we were down a student today that helps us so I had to do most of it by myself and I was surprised at how much I could get done by being there. Very good. I'm so proud of you. Was it one of your um, school student council responsibilities? No. So why why do you do it? How did you get chosen? Well, the librarian needs some help with a job, and she told my teacher, bring down three boys to come and help me. So me and two other boys went down there, and then just, and then we did the job, and then we got another job, and then it just turned into an everyday thing. Oh, so you must be a pretty good worker and pretty respectful for them to keep calling you back. Mm-hmm. Very good. See, super proud mama right here. Like, <laughs> he's pretty incredible, but I think it's because God knew I would be in prison if he had given me a crazy <laughs> This kid is like super laid back and super chill. As a matter of fact, we joke that he used up all of the hurry in his body the night he was born because he got here a month early and in two and a half hours. He was um, ready. He was ready he to was make ready. his arrival. <laughs> And now he has no hustle in his body whatsoever. None. None. Slowest kid I've ever known. Slow as molasses. That's okay. Anyway, just don't ask him anything in an emergency. Well, I'm very excited because we've gotten one through five, but I have to say out of all of them, I think number six, the very last one, is my favorite. It is my absolute favorite because I will say at 37, I could probably go through these. Uh, there's a few of those throughout that there are certain days that I probably wouldn't be very good at answering because it's just been one of those days. But this last one is so important because I don't think I focus on this enough. So what is the number six? So number six is one that came up. I think I added this one later, um, but because of unequaled, right? Um, it kind of shaped this question. And this question, the last one that we end with is what is something that you did today to make someone else feel loved or important? And 
a lot of times we get so wrapped up in what we're feeling and what we're experiencing that we tend to, well, I know when I'm going through a hard time with my mental health, like I will self-isolate or, you know, mm-hmm. close myself off or just not be the best person that I can be. And that's just a natural thing. That's just what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I try really hard to get outside of myself when I do that, because I know that if I sit in my depression or my sadness and I self-isolate, that it seems really, really big. Like it just seems really overwhelming and really big. But if I have the opportunity to focus on someone else or help someone else, it kind of makes what I'm going through a little bit smaller, still valid, but not quite as overwhelming. Yeah. And I really want Remington to have that mentality of it's not just about me. And I think that in our society now with all of the social media and instant gratification and all of these things that sometimes it's just really easy to just focus on ourselves and yeah. to not look at the people around you, you know, and to take, or to take them advantage, you know, take them for granted and that, you know, oh, well, these people are showing me love, I'm loved, I'm whatever. Mm-hmm. And you don't learn to reciprocate that. And so that's where this question came in, came into play is what is something you did to make someone else feel loved or important? Because I'll go out and play pool and I have, um, I have these cards that I made they're little like you are unequaled cards. And Mm -hmm. then on the back, they say you're beautifully and wonderfully made to be exquisitely unique. And uh, I made these just to hand out to people so that they can put them, you know, on their bathroom mirror or on their desk at work or in their car on their car visor so that they're constantly reminded of that. And so I will go out and hand these out and I'll share the unequaled message with someone. And it's incredible the impact you can have in a five minute conversation with a complete stranger. I've had women like cry and hug me and say, I I needed to hear that. Like I really needed to hear, I've been going through a really hard time and they'll just like open up and you can just see it on their face that Mm -hmm. they haven't heard anything positive or, you know, they've been really hard on themselves lately. And so now like I'll go to a pool hall where I've been once or twice and, social butterfly myself, like have handed out and I'll have women come up and hug me and say, Hey, thank you so much. Like, it was so nice to meet you. It was so nice to talk to you. Like it's really helped me, you know, I have your card on my mirror, like whatnot. And that's the feeling I want him to have is that mm-hmm. feeling of, yeah, like I took 30 seconds and I changed the world just by being nice to somebody. Yeah. You know? So Remington, what is something you did today to make someone else feel loved or important? And we have a disclaimer on this one because sometimes he likes to cheat and his <laughs> answer will be, well, I answered the phone when you called. So he, can no longer, he can no longer use that answer. And then the only other, the only other rule in the game is that you can't use the same answer for more than two questions. Mm-hmm. So you can't use the same answer the whole time because sometimes he'll be like, what's something that made you happy? What's something that made you feel love? What's something that made you feel important? And he'll try to use the same answer. So finally I had to be like, nope, you've already used that one twice. You can't use that one again. <laughs> so what is something you did today to make someone else feel loved or important? Um, I was able to make it. You are able to make it. Does that it. work? It does work. It does work because I know that you were – 
very anxious and nervous about being here and you had told me that you didn't want to like talk and you're here. And what did I tell you last night that you being here would make me feel really brave and feel really good. And that's exactly what you did. You were here for me. Well, Remington, three out of the six you have actually done for me as well, because you made me feel very happy, which is number one. You made me feel very important by coming here today because I know you were nervous. And guess what? I've been doing this for a year and I get nervous. I get nervous every time I come on because I always wondered, what's somebody going to think about what I say? What if I mess up? What if I just don't even know what I'm talking about? And I learned a lot today just from you two coming on because you've taught me that I can do these six question games for myself and I can also do it with so many other people. And now everyone that listens around the world Try and do these six questions. And even if you don't have someone, maybe you don't have a good support system or maybe you don't have someone that's close to you that you're able to talk to every day. If that is something that you struggle with, just write down and journal. Journaling is very, very therapeutic. Or even just get a napkin or a spare piece of paper from somewhere. Write these six questions down and try them today and see how you feel afterward. So I really appreciate both of you coming on today. And Remington, you're the star of the show. I just got to say, there was no reason to be nervous. Always. You are fantastic. Always the star of the show. And what's really fun also is like when we have a family get together for a holiday or just a weekend, like when we're all sitting down somewhere, like Mm -hmm. I'll ask the entire family and we'll just go around the circle. It doesn't matter if there's three of us or 10 of us, like we'll go around. And it's so much fun to hear people's answers, especially people that you care about. I'll ask like my coworkers or like whatever. So you can literally, like I said, I do this with my Uber drivers who I've never seen. I love that. Like I get like the best responses and it's so much fun to kind of see them, you know, go, huh, like, how did I, how did I do that? Or, you know, I don't know how I made someone feel important today. And I'm like, well, you're getting me to where I'm going safely. And I appreciate that. Like that makes me feel important because Mm -hmm. you're giving your time to make sure that someone that may not be able to drive gets home safely. Um, And so as long as you're sincere, that's the key. It's sincerity, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have to feel forced to say something to someone just because it sounds nice. But I've found that you can always find something positive to say about someone And as long as it's sincere, Mm -hmm. like I very rarely have ever had a time where someone's like, uh, like gets really nasty back. Usually they're like, oh, thank you. And you can just see the look on their face of like, oh, someone, someone noticed me. Like, especially when a woman gives another woman a compliment, y'all we're petty. Like, Mm -hmm. don't even act like we're not like, we can be really petty and men like, okay, guys, like you give us compliments, like that's really nice. But when a woman goes out of her way to give another woman a sincere compliment. It's unheard of. It's unheard of. Yeah, we don't do it enough. (laughs) Yeah, like talk about like the power. You're like, oh, like, okay, like that's, that's really cool. And it takes five seconds, you know? Yes. So I wanted to ask Remington, and I want you to be super honest. Okay, will you be super honest? Okay. So when we first started doing the questions, what did you think about it? I thought it was like a little, do we have to do it now? Why can't we just do it later? Like, it's not really very convenient. Mm-hmm. Not really very convenient. I feel you. I feel you. How do you feel about them now? 
this is pretty okay. It's at a better time. It makes me I get off my tablet sometimes and find more time in the day to do stuff like this. Hmm. Very good. Do you pay more attention to your day now? Yes. So when you're going through your day, do you like answer the questions in your head or prepare yourself to answer them later? I answer them in my head. Because you know, because you know I'm going to ask you. Yes. (laughs) You're ready for it. You prepare for it. I like it. (laughs) Well, he does very good. Is there anything that you, because you have always been like a huge supporter of Unequaled and helping other people. What if you were talking to someone your age or someone who has a kid your age? Do you have anything that you would like to tell them or advice that might help them? Um, the star test is easy if you think about it. The star <laughs> test is easy if you think about it. And you've gone through some pretty tough times yourself and you have gotten some help. What would you tell someone, uh, someone your age or even my age that's going through a hard time? What would you tell them about maybe asking for help or accepting help from someone or telling someone that they're going through a hard time don't be afraid to ask for help and it's okay if you're worried it is okay if you're worried i agree because that's a natural that's a natural feeling right yeah great okay well, I think there's going to be a lot of parents that listen to this. I think there's going to be a lot of children that really are affected by this episode. And I think it's fantastic. But I also think that every single person needs to just understand, like he said, it's okay to have a little bit of worry. It's okay to not have it figured out if you're an adult. And it's okay to have those emotions and have those feelings and work through that as the day goes on. And just remember, you made it through today. You listened on today. And whatever happened today, release it, let it go, and go into a tomorrow- just go into tomorrow answering these questions at the end of the day. You never know what a little bit of time and a little bit of attention can really do, not only for you, but it can do for other people around you. Absolutely. And always celebrate the small victories. I don't care how minute they seem. Every victory deserves to be celebrated, even if it's just breathing. I agree. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Little Bit of Life. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow today's episode on your favorite listening platform and share these stories to more that need to be in the know. Get in on the action with the podcast Facebook and follow the little adventures on Instagram at little cute one AZ. I'll catch you on the next episode.